right, welcome back to the Basic Dudes Podcast. Welcome, you got welcome. Black Tony, present as ever. ever. White White Mike here. Um, basic White Mike. I'm just I'm your average White Mike guy. <laughs> <laughs> if I couldn't be any more boring. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, we're having a lot of fun, and I hope you guys are staying with us. Subscribe to this podcast on all streams and you know come back as we keep putting these out and dig it into just some of the you know irregularities differences you know sticky spots in in our cultures or in our in our world today man 2020 was a was a pivotal year for a lot of stuff i think it it woke it awoke a lot of things it it woken (laughs) it (laughs) woke it it waked up (laughs) it waked up several things and just got us talking you know and right around the same time and i don't think it's all by coincidence at all i think you know uh moving where i moved and tony moving where he moved within a few months of each other moving into the same neighborhood um meeting each other it just just basically due probably to covid yeah. and um you know forming a, a brotherhood to be able to just have an open relationship where we can talk man and we yeah. can start to understand stuff and and you know if you haven't listened to the uh, episode one on you know juneteenth thing that's that's a very real conversation on something that just i had no idea yeah. it just happened yeah um so it's it's pretty good here but i wanted to we're gonna we're gonna title this one um how did we get here you know, how did you end up living in the same neighborhood I live in, and how did I end up living in your neighborhood? Um, you're from Texas, I'm from Michigan, and how did that happen? You know, and uh, Tony is a father of soon to be three, two here, one on the way. Yep. Uh, to his his white white uh, what is that uh, inter 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 interracial? That sounds dirty, man. <laughs> but it's not, like. <laughs> don't go google search that guys i'm i'm kidding i'm kidding yes uh so my my wife is uh is very white she is german um and uh myself as you guys have known i'm black tony so obviously i'm black african-american and uh we met oh gosh we met august 1st 2010 i remember the date because and if she's listening to this she's she's gonna she's gonna say that you know she got one on me here but um she moved down to Houston on that day, and I remember I was working the front desk uh, at the apartments that uh, I worked at, and uh, I get the call on the call box, and I hear this this chick, and she's like, hey, I'm here to move in, and I was like, oh, crap, okay. Well, night before, I was out partying and stuff with friends and not feeling the best, a little hungover, and so all of, all of a sudden, you know, a couple seconds go by, and I see this tall tan long leg blonde hair short short wearing woman walk up to my door and i was like huh well this just got interesting so (laughs) i gave her the keys to her apartment and a couple minutes you know i took her down to her apartment and showed her around and stuff a couple minutes later um i get a phone call she's like hey i can't open my my door can you come help me so i was like okay in my head i'm thinking like how can this chick not open her door well it's her laundry room door and in that apartment community laundry room was outside. And so I had to go over there and open the door for her. So I did next couple of days. She stops by the office. I crack a little joke and I was like, Hey, you need help opening any more doors? And she's like, ha ha ha. You know, you might think I'm flirting with you, but I'm not. So another couple of days come by, she comes by the office again. She's visiting more and more. So finally I took her out on a date. Uh, God, I took her to Chili's. First place we went to was Chili's. Atta boy. <laughs> 
so we we hop in my in my Chevy Trailblazer, take her to Chili's, and uh, you know the rest is history from there, man. We got married in 2014, November 8th, 2014, and then um, a few months later had our first son in uh, December of 2015, and then had our daughter in December or in uh, March of 2017. And then uh, ended up moving to Michigan in 2018. Somehow she convinced you to leave Texas and come to the The mitten. The great state of Texas. Well, here's the thing. Um, If anybody, any of the listeners on here have ever been to Michigan, you know, a lot of people don't know too much about it. You know, they just know it's cold. And what they don't know is that the summers here are absolutely fantastic. And so... Growing up, you know, I lived my life in, in Houston. I spent a lot of summers in San Diego, California. So I'm used to, you know, hot, hotter than normal weather uh, or very pleasant weather. And uh, coming up here to Michigan, you know, in, in the summertime, it's it was absolutely gorgeous. It's fantastic. It's like 82 degrees all year long. And it doesn't get dark until like 1030 at night. It's, it's weird, you know. <laughs> so, um, you know, that was a plus. I didn't realize that the winters were going to be as bad as it was. <laughs> <laughs> and so um the first winter that we moved here so she she ended up getting a, a job out here in, in in Michigan and um you know we we had our two two babies very close by my parents are up in age you know they can't really help out they're in their 80s um and so we were like you know let's try it out see how it works you know move up there for a little bit see what see where life takes us came up here uh gosh i believe it was oh man i want to say it was like in December of 2018 and it was during that polar vortex it was my first winter and uh oh was that the time we had all the like the ice storm and ice storm and if you walked outside for longer than five minutes your skin would freeze off yeah I remember sending an email to my boss and I was like you have to get me out of here I need to come back to Houston save me now man <laughs> save me now get me out of this place um but it, it's it's been great ever since you know I I got to I was blessed to move into a neighborhood where we're all roughly around the same age. You know, we're all in our thirties for the most part and we all have kids. And that was a big thing for me. Like in our last neighborhood we lived and it, there was no kids, you know, and it was just my son and my daughter. That was it. There was no other kids around their age. Um, if there were, they were like teenagers in high school or something like that. So there was, there was no kids around at all whatsoever, but here there's like, dozens of kids for them to play with so you know it, it blessed you know that's all i can say is just very blessed and to have met the people that i've met and built that friendship and relationship with mike absolutely just a blessing absolutely we do have a pretty unique community here for sure it just yeah. you know it's definitely uh it is not by coincidence i always say it's just it's the the randomest thing how it happened how even we became to be here but um it's so unique and it's so awesome at the same time and you know because of that here we are you know having these conversations and it's just this is just an extension of our typical saturday nights it was it was so much you know chit chat that it turned into you know we need to we need to record some of this stuff here because there's people that need to know or people that need to hear people that want to know yeah and i do too and i and i think you know how it how it all like came to to head for me was like listening to everything that was going on, you know, during that time frame, during COVID, like 2020, he had like the election and stuff going on. People were talking about the election nonstop, just, 
you know, going ham on it, you know, whether you're left, right, you know, up, down, everyone was talking about the election and you had COVID that hit. Um, and it, it was just one of those things where like you hear so many different things from so many different sources that you don't really know what's true. And you have people that were thinking at a certain time that every white person was racist or that every black person was, was, was bad and a thug. And, and, you know, this horrible person is Tony. I felt racist because (laughs) I'm a white person. Yeah. You got people that are feeling racist because they're white. And it's like, we, we can't have that. We had conversations at the fire where we're just like, wow, man, this is, this is fantastic. This is cool. You know, you get like a different uh, perspective when you actually get out there and you talk to your neighbor and you understand where they're coming from and you see you walk a day in their shoes, you know, and I think that's, you know, that that's kind of where everything comes from. You know, when you listen and you guys are going to hear me say this a lot about the media, but when you listen so much to the media and to the news, you start thinking a particular way because you have people telling you that this is bad, that this is not right, or these people are bad. These people are horrible. And that's not the case. You know, that, that's hardly ever the case. Um, for example, let's talk about Detroit for a little bit here. Okay. Um, I, I know where Detroit is. <laughs> I, I sure hope so. Um, well, before you get into Detroit, Detroit's one of those places, if you don't know where it is, <laughs> look at look at the map. It's near the thumb of Michigan. But uh, I was in the, where were we at? St. Lucia. My wife and I were in St. Lucia. And hanging out with some friends down there. And people would ask us, where are you from? Where are you from? And I would say, like, Grand Rapids. You know, I would say Michigan. And they're like, Michigan. And I found out that they know three places. L.A., Detroit, yeah. and Chicago. <laughs> so I started saying, I'm from Detroit. And it was just a whole different – I felt good about it. Yeah. You know, I felt proud of Detroit at that time, you yeah. know. And it's not the only places that they know. Like, you know, St. Lucia is an awesome place. Great island. I love the Caribbean. It was just funny. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to, I didn't want to, I didn't want to, in this year, oh, here you go. Here's why. I didn't want to, I didn't want to be some white dude in St. Lucia, um, basically, you know, connecting myself to the the great city of Detroit. Mm-hmm. You know, is that going to get me shot in St. Lucia? Is that right. a bad thing? How do they look at Detroit? Yeah. You know, is yeah. it the murder city of the, the world? What is it? And um, once I realized it was like a, you know, a little chest bump. It was a big deal. All of a sudden, I got no problem with that. I'm from Detroit. Yeah. You know, heck yeah. yeah. Getting a little chip on the little chip <laughs> on the shoulder, you know? So, yeah, funny story about Detroit. So, but yeah, with, with Detroit, man, I remember hearing so much negativity coming off of the news about Detroit when I did watch the news back in the day, you know, and, and people in other states, you know, they hear that. But they've never been to Detroit. I had a buddy of mine who was talking to me about Michigan when I started dating her. He's like, oh, man, don't go near Detroit. And I was like, why? He's like, oh, man, Detroit's a bad city, man. You're going to get shot. You're going to get stabbed. You're going to get robbed. Yada, yada, yada. I was like, have you been to Detroit? He's like, no, no, no. But I heard it's 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 bad, man. It, it, it's not good. I go, well, where'd you hear that from? He's like, well, the news. And I go, come on, man. You, you can't listen to the, to everything you hear on the news. If you If you set foot into that city... And you walk around that city and you see the beautiful aspect of that city. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some bad parts of Detroit. Just like any larger city has their bad parts. Houston, I was born and raised in Houston. And there are certain parts of Houston that I don't even go to. And so you can't take that image that someone else is painting for you and take it 
and live with it. You have to experience it yourself. Now, if you go to Detroit and something happens to you and you're like, man, I got mugged, I got robbed, I got shot, then okay, yeah, you got the right to say that. You know, that that's kind of given. But you go to Detroit, you have a good time, you visit some of the, the, the scenery, the nightlife, the architects, you go catch a, a game at Comerica. I mean, it's, it's fantastic, man. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful city. And so I just... I I dislike that our media likes to paint out portraits for us of how, you know, you and I should interact, you know, black guy and white guy, how we should be, you know, or, you know, what cities we should go to and, you know, what happened in this city. I hate that. We want it. It's all competitive. We want to score it. So Detroit's on the list, right? Right. Most dangerous cities in the world, right? It's, they'll they'll put them on a list like this to where all of a sudden now, now, of course I would never go to Detroit because it's scary, you know? Right. And I've, you know, my family lives over there and I've been to Detroit a lot. I've been in some scary parts of Detroit a lot, like where you didn't get out of your car or you didn't, you know, you had to park a certain way. I mean, mm-hmm. I've, I've been in, there's definitely areas like that. Um, and like you said, any major city, I've been like that in other cities as well. Oh yeah. And it's not, it isn't like, like the, they put it out there that it's like one of the deadliest places in the world. Yes. I've heard gunshots in Detroit, you know, I've, I've heard gunshots in the country, you know, <laughs> it may be different reasons, but right. <laughs> a couple different reasons there, but, <laughs> but I mean, maybe, maybe some of that is, is interpreted that it's the dangerous city in, in the world, not the dangerous city in the world, but one of, you know, it's on the list of dangerous cities. And all of a sudden now they got to live up to that expectation. They're going to, they're going to like climb to the bar that is set for them. You know, if we're going to paint a picture that Detroit's a bad place, then let's make it a bad place. You right. Know? Right. Like so you that, said, it's beautiful. Let's yeah. make it beautiful. Yeah. And I, I think that also kind of fuels the fire. So, when I was in, in high school, it was my, oh gosh, I believe it was my senior year of high school. Um, there was an article. Take me there. Let's, let's back, let's save that, but back up. I want to know, because like, you told me a little bit about your high school uh, there growing up, but you, so yeah. you were born and raised in Texas. Yeah. What's it like for Black Tony growing up in Texas? Give us a little background there. Man, Black Tony growing up in Texas. Um, let's just say, for instance, for example, um, Houston is on the east side of the state um and and texans in general are very friendly for the most part but there are some parts of texas that uh we call sundown towns and that's where (laughs) you get your black self out of that town before the sun goes down and there's a good reason for that because there's still that you know narrow-minded type of thinking to an extent um is all of texas like that absolutely not but there are some some small spaces within Texas that's like that. Me growing up in Houston, Houston is one of the most diverse city. Actually, I believe it is the diverse, the most diverse city in all of America because there's a melting pot of people. You can, I like for example, um, a couple of my good friends. There's an Irishman, a Polish guy, uh, a Russian, uh, a guy that's from Sudan, myself, and. Uh, I don't know where he's from. I think he's just from the U.S. of A. So, <laughs> good old American. Good old American man. Oh wait, no, Texan. Uh, Texas. That's right. Good old Texan. That's right. That's right. So, so, sundown cities. Have you ever been? Was that something you were taught, or something you experienced? Um, it was something that I was taught. So, my dad, my dad is is actually mixed. He's half black, half white. He grew up in Houston as well. 
Uh, but Wait he, a minute. So your so your grandma? Yes, or my grandmother. Grandma? Yeah, my grandmother is uh, of Dutch descent, and so he wasn't it. A, when was it? Nineteen nineteen sixty seven, June twelfth, nineteen sixty seven is when. Uh, are you talking about the interracial marriage? Yeah, well, yeah. Because I didn't. Because it. I mean, we were talking about your wife. Like, uh, you guys are married. It's it's normal now. Right? Yeah, it's normal now. Back then, it wasn't. So they they technically were not married, uh, but they were together for a long time, and they had my my dad obviously and, and more siblings. I didn't know your yeah. I didn't know your parents were. Yeah, or your, yeah. your dad was mixed. Yeah, you said. my dad is. He used to. He he's been out in the sun a lot, so he's a little bit darker. But uh, <laughs> looking at the yearbook pictures of him, he is as white as can be. Um, very light skinned. So, um, you know, growing up, he would always tell me, you know, stay out of the sun downtowns. Don't go near them. You know, make sure that if you are in them, you get out of them before the sun sets, you know, cause you don't want anything to happen and you don't want to get in a situation that you can't get yourself out of. Well, you you said your dad, your dad, your parents are older. So, I mean, like he's, he's so that experience there oh, yeah. from, he's the product of a oh, yeah. interracial marriage yeah. at a time when it's, not okay. Illegal, right? He was or? born in 1941, 7141. Yeah, 1941. So he grew up in, in Texas at a at a very interesting time. Um, I remember him telling me a story about um, he was out to dinner or going out to, to get grab a bite to eat after football practice with some of the guys from his from his school. And there was a whites only fountain and, and, you know, the black fountain, which was all crap and stuff. And he was drinking out of the white only fountain. And his friends were giving him crap for that, but then the manager of the of the restaurant was like, "Why are you hanging out with these monkeys?" And he's like, "Well, I'm half one of those monkeys, so." <laughs> so it, he could he was light enough he could pass as a white. Yeah, guy. yeah, man, it's it's crazy genetics, genetics, man. And I mean, you see my kids; they don't really look like they're mixed. It's it's kind of interesting. Um, but you know, so sundown towns, you know, tell me about those. Uh, you know how to you know make sure you're not in them all the time or you know make sure you're out of them by that 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 sundown time uh you know growing up there it was it was very different but in houston um when you're in that that city of houston it's just a melting pot of everybody you know my school that i went to very mixed very diverse very mixed um and it was just it it's it's sometimes it's different to go to other schools that are either all black or they're all white or they're predominantly Hispanic. It's just it's it's different, you know. It, it, and for me, like when we'd have games at some of these schools, it just kind of made you feel a little bit just like, ah, oh, why is there? You know, it's kind of uncomfortable to an extent. And I but guess is it the color that makes it uncomfortable, or is it the culture? It's I believe it's more of the culture because you've got on one side, let's say you know I'm I'm playing at an all black school, okay, and you know me being who I am, I'm not your typical black guy. We've talked about this before. Um, you know, you kind of get crap from a lot of people, which is fine, but then you got the all white schools where you get crap from them too. You know, and sometimes it could be racially driven, or sometimes they could just be talking crap in in general, and so. I don't know. It, it's just it's just different, you know, and, and so that's why I've always been about diversity, you know, always being around everybody because you can learn something from everybody, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And so sports in high school, you uh, you get this probably a lot. And did you play ball? Yeah, <laughs> I played basketball, football. I ran track and cross country. So I was busy. Kept me out of trouble. boy. Yeah. 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 And um, so for uh, I played football since the age of five and tore my ACL in high school. Uh, it was my senior year. Got that tore out, so that was fun. 
Uh, played a little bit in college at the University of Houston. Uh, I was a walk-on. But things just weren't ever the same. So, so what is it like since we're – I didn't know you played at the college level a little bit too. What was it – so high school High school is caddy, right? High, high school's you know, you got your clicks and stuff like that. Oh, I, yeah. I get it yeah. to where there's the – you know, that's all these boys that are trying to be men and there's a lot going on in high school. I could I could see issues there. What about college, though? You know, now, we, now we're growing up a little bit. We're a little more mature. We're, we're even more diverse because there's people oh, yeah. coming to the University of Houston from all over. So yeah. what's it like? What was it like there on the racial side of things? It no it no issues, man. Like, cause like you said, you got people coming from all over. So you got people that were in Houston already that's already diverse. You got more people that are coming in to Houston from different states. So now not only are you getting that diversity, but you're getting that um I guess you could say that 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 culture from that state. Like you're understanding what uh you know how a, a person from Boston grew up or uh a person from Los Angeles or Washington state or even Washington DC. You you kind of get to understand how those people grow up in their area and, and what what they experience on their time you know and so it, it, it was cool going to that school because again it's just so many different walks of light you know just so many different people and never really experienced anything you know? i think the biggest key you're saying here is that you get to know them like you get to know them you get to understand who they are where they came from yeah you know, I've talked to you a lot in the over a year and a half of being your neighbor. Yeah. I've talked to you a lot and like, there's still stuff about you. I don't even know. Yeah. You know, I haven't dug deep enough to know, to understand these things. And I'm an open book. You just got to yeah. ask. Yeah. Give you a little whiskey and start. <laughs> Give me a little asking. whiskey, man. And you start talking, <laughs> man. Uh, but to, you know, just ask those questions and understand those, those differences in um, just cultural, really. Yeah. Forget the color of your skin, man. I don't yeah. I don't care that you can wear a year long tan. That's cool. Yeah. You know? I'm a white guy. There's no we we can't <laughs> act like that doesn't exist. Right, right. I can't hide that. You know, I can't I can't be uh upset because you're black because you look a certain way. Just like you can't be upset that I'm I'm white. Right. You know, exactly. Like we don't I don't understand that. Like so when I when I went in the military, um I did six years in the Marine Corps, everybody it was just green. Like I got there, there I was a minor, as a white guy. I was a minority, man. It was there was a lot of Mexicans, there was a lot of blacks, mm-hmm. you know, and some Asians. Like I, I was a, a white guy, so I had no, I had no problem with. It. I grew up in the inner city, like it, it just was no big deal for me. So coming after it and, and being told this, like so the the media, like you said, portrays all this stuff. They teach you all this is going on, and you you hear about it, and you see. You know, buildings being burnt and riots and all. Like, 2020 was a year of, of let's, you know, make this billboard of, right. you know, our racial differences. Yeah. And I, I had a real hard time understanding it. And thankfully, as a neighbor, you're able to walk me through some of this stuff. Like, what does it look like from your eyes and help me really understand it? Yeah. And, you know, I had to be open enough to, to one, I wanted to know. I got to be ambitiously, you know, open to learn. Like, what's it look like, man? You, you grew up different. I grew up different. Like we have different cultural backgrounds, but let's understand that. Right. And I want to party at next year's Juneteenth party. <laughs> it's going down <laughs> at the, your house, at the house, man. Absolutely, man. So, um, all right, college, playing a little football in college and you know, what's, what's work like? So you, you spent, you spent summers in San Diego. What was yeah. that like? Yeah, man. So growing up, um, I spent a lot of summer in, uh, Mission Larejo, uh, which is a little beach town in, uh, San Diego. And, um, it was, I, I got family out there. It was, it was fantastic. You know, got to meet some cool people along the way. Um, you know, I, I'd go out there from maybe like May to 
end of June and then come back to Houston for July, get ready for football and stuff. Uh, which, by the way, summer starts in May in Texas. And it's weird that it doesn't start until like mid-June here in Michigan. I can't wrap my head around it. Um, Michigan calls summer, the start of summer is Memorial Day, right? You get your first long weekend. Yeah. That's when we technically, whether whether it's snowing or not, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> summer. That's summer. Yeah, man. Like um, in, in Houston, it, it's uh, when it hits May, you know, it's like 92 degrees out, it's summer, you know, and it's usually in the 90s all throughout May. June, you get like upper 90s and then you start hitting the 100s. And like here in Michigan, it's like it could be Memorial Day and it's like 28 and snowing. You know, you just never know. So is it true there's no bugs in uh, Texas? Oh, that is not true. There's a ton of bugs, <laughs> big bugs because everything's bigger in Texas. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, man, it, it was it was strange. So, you know, playing ball a little bit uh, at the University of Houston, I was walk on. I got to play in the two lane game. So it was like a, a scrimmage game to an extent. And uh, things just weren't the same, you know. I didn't get a chance to really heal my ACL, and I, I just I couldn't play on anymore. So basically, my physical therapist was like, "Hey, you can keep playing, you can risk never, you know, walking again on that leg, or you can continue walking." So I was like, "I'm going to continue walking," and then that's when I ventured into the apartment industry. And I started working uh, as a uh, leasing consultant for uh, some of the apartments that were nearby. And I've been in that industry ever since, you know. So it's uh it's it's been an interesting ride, you know, to say the least. But did you feel like, you know, given your your high school, um, you know, especially with the ra- way you were raised and everything, and in the Texan culture, which I'm learning a lot about over the last couple weeks of talking through these episodes, what, you know, what was your take on, you know, white privilege? Mm. Was this a you know was this a thing that you you noticed as a as a youth or is it um, more prevalent now? As a youth, no. And something interesting that um, my my father taught me was you can't go looking for racism because if you go looking for it, you're always going to see it. It's always going to be there around you. You have to know that it's there, but you can't go you can't go out looking for it. So when I hear like white privilege back then, I was just like, what are you what are you talking about? You know, like I, it was it was brought up very vaguely in some aspects, you know, uh, and now it's it's brought up even more. You know, it's it's constantly talked about, you know, there's white privilege and all this other stuff, and yada, yada, yada. And it, it's one of those things where you're just kind of like, well, myself, I'm just kind of like, I don't, I don't know that I see that, you know, like I just I don't know that I, I, I see that in a lot of different aspects. Um Sure, there might be some where, like, you know, there's racial profiling. You know, if you know, I'm driving through a speed trap and there's a white guy that's going 50 miles per hour, he doesn't get pulled over. But, you know, I'm driving 49 and I might get pulled over. You know, there could be something there in that aspect. But I just, you know, I just, I don't, I don't, I can't wrap my head around it. You know, I can't wrap my head around that there's this white privilege thing. It sounds so dirty to say begin with like <laughs> I don't as like a white guy it. i don't feel very privileged sometimes <laughs> you know but they keep telling me i got it yeah yeah it's uh it, it's it's very interesting and like i said it just it sounds so just unnatural to say something like that you know well let me be let me be novice with this here so you said your dad was mixed was your mom, mom not mixed oh or? no man my mom was full black 
full she was black. A full black. Yes, sir. Full black. Blackity okay. black. <laughs> and there she was Texan native as well? Yeah, native Texan as well. Graduated from the University of Texas at Austin. Uh, got her nursing degree and was a nurse for 42 years. Wow. Yeah. We're going to have to have them on here. <laughs> We're going to have to have your parents on here. I want to know about their, oh, their uh, white privilege face, as well. Uh, FaceTime them in see what happens, see, see what they can come up with for us. That's pretty amazing. I yeah. mean, like what you said it yourself, your dad your dad had the mindset to tell you if you go looking for racism, you'll find it's it. It's always going to be there. You it's know? always going to be there. And that's something that I, I plan on teaching my kids. You know, understand that it, it exists, unfortunately, but you can't go looking for it. Just because this person at McDonald's was rude to you and they just so happen to be white doesn't make them a racist. Just because this person at the car dealership was an Asian guy and he yelled at you doesn't make him a racist. Like you just, you can't go looking for everything being racist. Um, and here's actually something that I'd like to, to bring up. I was at Starbucks in Houston. I went to my favorite Starbucks and I worked there down the road from my office. It's early in the morning, you know, I'm getting my coffee and there was a black woman in front of me and, um, the barista had been there at that Starbucks for years. Okay. And she's very nice, very sweet. Down in Texas, we call everyone, we refer to people as darling and sweetheart. Those are our things. You know, it's darling, sweetheart, um, sugar for the older one, the older women, they like to refer to you as sugar. Um, but you know, people around my age, we, we always, you know, we usually use the term darling or sweetheart. And so, you know, when she greets you, she'll, you know, talk to you and she'll ask you, do you want anything else with that darling or do you need anything else with that sweetheart? And so the woman in front of me, you know, she was talking to her and she went off on this tangent about how this woman was so racist because she's calling her sweetheart. She's like, don't refer to me as sweetheart. You don't know me. I'm, you know, I'm, how could you do that? You're a racist. And she's turning around looking at me for like to back her up for sympathy. And I'm just like, nah, like this is how we communicate. Like you're in, you're in Texas. And she's like, well, I'm from Ohio and this is not how things are done in Ohio. And I go, okay, well, you're in Texas now. And this is, you know, this is what we do. Anyway, she went on on this tangent. And she got the man, the not the manager, the um, I don't know what you call them, the 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 store owner. We'll just call it, store owners' uh, e- email and phone number, and said she was going to write an email and all this other stuff. And the woman behind the counter was so shaken, and she was like, "I'm not a racist," and she was like almost brought to tears. And I looked at her. And I said, "You don't have to worry about anything if you." have any questions tell your boss to call me i gave her my phone number i said i will i was here 100 percent. whatever happened i got you don't even worry about it and you know it's just it's one of those things where you we talk about differences and we talk about um you know culture you know culture can stem deeper than just like um you know black culture you know you have that southern culture where we call you darling and, and and sweetheart and sugar it doesn't mean we're being rude or racist to you that's just how we talk and so, you know, it was an interesting aspect, you know, but, you know, thinking about how people come from different areas of the United States where, you know, those terms aren't used, they're not used, they're not used to that. Absolutely, man. You have your, your family culture that is just passed on from your, your grandparents, your parents, the way you do things, the way you, right. how you celebrate or don't celebrate Christmas for crying out loud yeah. or your, your, your demographic culture too, where you're located, you know, your, your, where you where you're living right now and that, that can evolve and change you move to one other place and all of a sudden your your culture is going to adapt and change a little bit in michigan we say a and ope 
<laughs> for who knows why. Yeah, I've been oped quite a few times. Yeah, oop, let me squeeze right past yeah, you. Yeah, here. oop, my bad. Sorry, excuse me. Oop. <laughs> or sorry. <laughs> sorry to ope you. So, and that could be offensive, you know, and I, and I feel for the young gal behind the counter because you're just going about your business, trying to be cheerful, you know, trying to, you know, earn a decent living, you know, work your job and you're just being yourself. And all of a sudden somebody's offended by the way you say something or uh, the way you go. A nice, sweet term, you know? Yeah. So it's almost like you called her the wrong name, Yeah. you know, or you said the wrong thing. And then the weird thing is that she'll look to you like I'm black, you're black. Let's. Let's come together. Yeah, like don't you don't you see what this person just did to me? Yeah, and you know, and and there's some instances where that that could happen. You know, there there could be a situation where that does happen. You're like, whoa, 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 man! Like, this isn't this isn't right. You shouldn't be talking to this person that way. Um, but but in this case, that 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 wasn't that that wasn't it. You know, and it it's unfortunate because I try to think about like what people go through on their day to day, and. I tried to put myself in her shoes, but I just, I couldn't, you know? Uh, and it, it was hard for me too, because to me there was, and this is just me being from Texas, but there's nothing f- offensive by being called darling, sweetheart, or whatever it is. And so. Well, it starts to, it starts to build walls and it starts to create a separation. And yeah. if anything, I want this podcast to do is to like lower those. Yeah. Cause if all of a sudden I don't know how to talk to you, I'm going to avoid you. Yeah. And now if I'm avoiding you, I'm still creating separation. Yeah. And now it even becomes even more of a, you know, technical racial issue. Right. Right. Because now I just don't even know how to address it. I don't even know how to come up to you and ask you, Yeah. you know, Hey, can I say interracial marriage? <laughs> you know, like, is that a, is that a swear word? You know, right. and to some people it might be, but if they don't understand or if they don't know, I'm saying to some people, like maybe some white people would be like, you can't, you can't say that, but it's, it's good to know, like to have an, an open book, like to, to make it so that as humans, you know, living on this same rock, mm-hmm. that we can have those conversations and we, and we can, not that I want to, I don't trust me. I, I agree that I'm ignorant about a lot of stuff and it would be nice to have some people walk me out of that so I could be less ignorant right. about more stuff. Yeah. So, and that's my only, my only goal with this podcast is to, to lower ignorancy among cultures yeah, across the and, board. And it's, it's important to have that, those open conversations, you know, like having that open conversation with your neighbor or your coworker even, you know, and just saying, Hey, I, I want to learn about this. You know, I heard this on the news. What are your thoughts? You know, my wife to this day still asks me about things that she'll see. Uh, she you know she's, she'll find something or she'll come across something on Facebook and she'll be like, what, what are your thoughts on this? You know, what do you think? You know, I'll tell her what I think about it. And she has what she thinks about it. But as long as you have that commonality and that common ground that, you know, you're willing to learn and willing to understand from, you know, uh, someone else's perspective on certain issues and topics um, and then mix them in with your own, man, th- this could be a beautiful thing. You know, it's just one of those things where you got to be you got to be open to give and take. Absolutely, man. Couldn't have said it better myself, man. I'm super blessed to be here with you, man, talking through these issues and digging into them and understanding a little bit more as two basic dudes. Two basic dudes, man. White Mike (laughs) and Black Tony, man. Just educating the youth and people and uh, having some real conversations. So subscribe, hit that subscribe button, stay with us, you know, keep, keep learning and taking this journey with us as we dig deeper, you know, send in your questions, comments, um, let's, you know, let's air this out. Let's, yeah. let's grow together as a yeah. culture and a community. Yeah. 
And Any topics that you guys think of as well, you know, send them on over to us. Yeah, yep. If not, we'll find those that do. We do have some guests lined up coming up. Um, some pretty pretty awesome people. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna go find some people from Detroit. Yeah, one of the one of the, <laughs> the deadliest cities in one the world. One of the deadliest cities. Yeah. Oh uh, man, the lovely lovely city of Detroit. So uh, thanks everybody. Have a great day. Enjoy the rest of your week. And the Basic News Podcast. We'll see you next time. Adios. Bye.